welcome to Rich Friday's podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Neka, and today you are listening to the Interview Me series. So I had the pleasure of interviewing Mr. Pedro Manelas. He is the founder of Manelas Real Estate and The Way of the Modern Beast. Um, it was a good conversation, guys. I enjoyed Pedro discussing real estate and how he navigated uh, COVID-19 with his wife moving from Nevada over to Dallas, as well as what it is to have a partnership when you're married. He also discussed some of the principles that his mother instilled in him that he uses to teach the men that he has in his group that have turned from clients to just ongoing customers. Guys, it was a good conversation. I hope you enjoyed it. See you soon. Pedro, welcome to Rich Friday's podcast. It's a pleasure to have you on the show. Um, and by the way, your beard looks... Great. Your products work, I can see. <laughs> but anyways, I want to dive right in. I kind of want to get an understanding behind your mindset and the motivating factors that had you start Manella's Real Estate, a company that's totally different from the way of the modern beast, a skincare health, a skincare line for men. Um, tell us a little bit about that and why you started it. Well, you know, uh, when I first started in entrepreneurship about four or five years ago, um, I always been very uh, passionate about marketing. So I was doing a lot of marketing, lead generation, and all that kind of fun stuff on social media. <laughs> My wife, she got into real estate. I always feel attracted to real estate. And I was like, at that point, I, I was like, oh, I want to focus on marketing and all that stuff. Eventually, I'm going to jump uh, with you in this real estate stuff so we can build this stuff together, you know, because we both are entrepreneurs and we, we love to do business together and work together, you know. And then uh, on 2020, the pandemic happened, right? So I found myself with a lot of time in my hands because at that time I was doing marketing for breweries. I used to have a company called the Marketing Brewing Company. So we were focusing on helping tap rooms and breweries and bars to grow their online presence and generate more business through social media. So then the pandemic hits and I'm here like sitting with all this time in my hands. It's like, you know what? I'm not going to wait until 2021 to get my license. This is the time to go all in on this. And, uh, in less than two months, I went through the entire course here in Texas. I, I live in Dallas. So Texas is 180 hours to get your license. And I knocked it down in like two months, passed my test on the first attempt, and then went straight to start doing real estate with my wife. And that's how everything started for me in real estate. It's been a fun journey, you know, because I think I started at a good time where we're in the middle of a pandemic and then we have all this stuff going on, the economy and politics and all this stuff. But everybody's just like, moving to texas right so we have this yeah. crazy market going on and, and it's something that um nobody that i know in real estate had experienced before so i'm still new too i'm like okay cool let's let's see how we can handle this and how we can navigate this this environment but uh it's been easy you know i think when you get clear on your objectives and uh you get clear on an action plan in order for you to win in business and in life i mean and you just follow through everything's just gonna be just fine and i think that's what we did with my wife and and that's what we've been doing great so far <laughs> in real estate you know so when you started manella's real estate that was back in nevada and then when you guys relocated you started the way of the modern beast after you got to dallas texas correct yeah yeah it's it's uh it's mainly online <clears throat> you know it's an e-commerce business um I believe the real estate part for me is just the way um, or the mean that we're going to use to build other businesses that we want to build, you know, because we currently also getting into 
Airbnb management and we kind of like transitioning more and working with sellers and buyers in the real estate market and really helping um, investors uh, get into the Airbnb game. So I think real estate for me is just that vehicle that I'm using to build the rest of my businesses. Now, the way of the modern beast, I think this one comes directly from my passion that is to help other people, you know, and I'm really passionate about being a man. As you can see, that's why I have a big beard. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, for the past few years, uh, during all this journey that I've been into it, I just started rediscovering myself a lot and started, and I, I, I've been going very deep in my self-development journey <clears throat> and really started appreciating the fact that I'm a man and um, really, start understand, really start understanding more about my masculinity. So I was just sitting one day talking with a friend of mine and we were talking about e-commerce and he was talking to me about, oh man, you can, you know, there's all these beer products that you can sell. And at that point, I was already thinking about maybe starting an apparel company, selling some shirts for entrepreneurs, something fun. And then when we were having this conversation with me, right, it hit me right in the head. I went back home that day and I wrote the entire vision about the way of the modern beast. And I came to realize that, um, that it, it, there's a passion for me to really help other people. And I think not only men, you know, because something that is very interesting is that for the past few months, uh, the majority of people buying my stuff online is women. <laughs> you know, I have, yeah. I have a shirt because I don't have only um, the beer products. You know, I have beer oils, beer bombs, all that mm -hmm. kind of stuff. Uh, the goal this year is to start introducing the shaving line, the skincare line for men. The ultimate goal is to have an entire online store for men that you can order this fancy box and every 30 days or 45 days, you have your box with your cigars and your scotch or your bourbons and your mm. beer products, whatever, Very you know, nice. making it like really, really nice experience yeah. for men. But I'm also building that community, you know, and I think that community, the goal is to really help other men uh, develop themselves, you know, that really rediscovering their masculinity and who they are, find their place on this world, you know, as a man and as leaders that uh, they are being called to be, you know. So, um, <clears throat> That's how it started. <laughs> you know, I just put all the entire concept together and then I just came to realize that uh, that I'm, how passionate I'm, I am about really helping other people find their, their purpose, you know, and I think that's the beginning of the way of the modern beast. And like I said, I think a lot of things are changing along the way, you know, because mm -hmm. like I was telling you, there's women being attracted to the brand. There's different there's there's different type of people being attracted to this and, and supporting the movement. And uh, it's slowly growing, you know, it's slowly growing, it's slowly getting traction. And and it has pushed me to not only um, discover what I'm really passionate about, but it has pushed me to also be more intentional about about my development as a leader. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because I feel like you carry a big responsibility. Like, yeah, we all want to do big stuff until it's time for you to do big stuff, right? And uh, mm -hmm. and I think if I'm creating a movement that is going to represent strong men and women who are willing to do their best and be their best in life, definitely I need to represent that. You know, so I think it has put a huge responsibility on me, this brand that I'm building, and I'm committed to follow through, and I'm committed to develop this until. I see the entire thing completed. You know what I mean? You had mentioned earlier that women are your primary source of purchase and um, you get a lot of feedback from them. So understanding that your majority of clients are female clientele, what have you found to be the motivating factor for them to purchase your products more than men? You know, uh, I, I have... 
um, dig into some of that data, and there's a lot of people, especially in my network, um, women in, in my mastermind and in the, in, the, in the circles I, I I belong to, and I have the opportunity to ask those questions to them. You know, like like what attracted to my brand, and I will say that 99 of them always say that because we need more men in this world. You know, we need men right now, and that's been the common answer among women. Like. I, I I don't I don't need nice guy I don't need a nice guy in my life. That's one of the yeah, answers yeah. I received from someone. Is like, I don't need a nice guy in my life. I need a real man, you know. And I think there's a problem going on with men, and there's a an attack on masculinity. That's pretty much the answer that I get from women. So a lot of women and men understand this, you know. Uh, they are in the same mindset when it comes to masculinity and the importance. I believe not only of masculinity, but really have defined roles in, in this world, you know, like. What it's supposed, to, what it means to be a man, and what it means to be a woman too. You know. Would you say that now that you know that data, it's kind of helped you in terms of marketing and the kind of message you want to kind of give, whether it's towards women or towards men? I've been putting more more stuff with women, you know, and uh, it has attracted more women too, you know. So I think it can be a, you know, that might be the opportunity to really um, help other guys in really wake up to the fact that they're men, you know, and they have a responsibility, you know, because I think there's a lot of confusion, confusion going on, especially in adult males. And, and I believe that a lot of these guys seeing other women, like, Hey, I'm actually looking for a man, not a kid, <laughs> you know, I'm really looking for someone that can be masculine and they can, can, can really represent his role in this world. I think that can entice other men to really start waking up and start taking care of themselves. You know what I mean? That's a great point that you make, Pedro. In terms of clients and, and their progression in age, what are you doing with your brand to kind of keep men captivated as they age and maybe lose interest in self-care? Are you doing anything to kind of keep them interested? Um, tell us a little bit about that. Well, you know, that's the thing. Um, <clears throat> My target audience is men that they care about themselves, you know. So my target audience are professionals, entrepreneurs, you know, people who are really, really interested in getting better in life. So I have discovered that the people and men in, that are professionals or entrepreneurs or their own business, they, regardless if they're like 30, 40, 50, they, they, they care, you know, they care about themselves. They understand about, I think it's just when you get into all the self-development mindset, you start understanding that. Being successful is not only about making money and building a business, but it's actually uh, showing up in every area of your life. That's your health, that your family, your faith, in uh, any other area that is important to you. Uh, they start taking care of themselves. So they really start paying attention to those little things. So I do have people in their 50s that they're buying my products, you know, and um, that, that they really take care of themselves. But I, again, that's my target audience. I'm not interested in the type of people or in the average man that have no interest in looking better, you know, like some of the content mm -hmm. and some of the, the discussions that we have in our, in my, in my, in my community and the group that I'm building is about self-care and self-mastery. So that's the main two things about behind this brand, self-care and self-mastery. That's why I'm combining both things, right? Self-development and the line of products that can help men like groom themselves in the way they're supposed to groom themselves, right? Keep themselves clean and all that stuff and really reinstate a lot of the, values and and, and and things that we have lost you know like dressing well make sure that you always smell good make sure that your beard no matter how long it is is well trimmed is well taken care of you don't look like homeless right 
But I think <laughs> it's a, it is a specific audience that 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 really pay attention to that. But the people that my target is not the man that is sitting in the couch right now being lazy and fat. You know, that's not my audience. Mm-hmm. That's why they want they can stay there. This is this is for men that really are interested in develop themselves and getting better every single day. So at some point, the goal is to inspire those people too, right? But um, yeah. if they don't want to jump in this wave. That's that's up to them, you know. Like my my goal is to help those interested in getting better. Yeah, you know, back in the day, from my own experience, I used to see that men were more interested in work and making money for their families, taking care of their families. Um, self-care wasn't something that was uh, at the top priority. And now times have changed a little bit. You're seeing dedicated lanes to men's hair care products, men's beard products, um, and you're seeing them in CVS, Walgreens, uh, Walmart, um, and they're getting whole lanes, even the beauty hair supply store. So what would you say is attributing to that market what is driving men now to be more interested in their in their self in their um you know everyday routine and self-care you know i think it's an evolution uh of us as a society because when i was putting all this together that's so the way i came up with the way of the modern beast name when i was working around the concept is i was actually having this conversation with my wife when i was writing down everything and i was telling her like I wasn't exactly talking about what you were saying. Like, you know what? 50 years ago, men probably didn't care about using uh, a moisturizer or washing mm-hmm. their face and all that kind of stuff. But I think we have evolved and I think uh, men have under- not men understand now that it's essential part of our hygiene to always take care of ourselves as well. You know, there's nothing wrong about it. So I, I think there's been a mind shift uh, with that for the past few decades. So um, why have made that change? I'm not sure, you know. But uh, I've been part of that because I grew up, I remember my dad growing up, my dad was like, my mom always tried to show me to take care of myself, right? But my dad was like, ah, let's stop putting crap on your face and all that stuff, you know? But that was my dad. My dad is almost 70 years old. So uh, that's how he grew up with. But I I remember growing up, I I started, my family taught me about these things. My mom started instead of me, this, this type of routines of like, really take care of yourself, you know, like you, you should, because you're a man, it doesn't mean that your skin shouldn't look good. It doesn't mean that you shouldn't shave when I used to shave, right? <laughs> it shouldn't mean that you, you should, you should always smell good, take a shower and all this kind of stuff. So I think it's just been an evolution, you know, like everything else in, in life. Uh, we better than 20, 30 years ago, men and women, right? So I think that's been part of that evolution of men learning how to take care of themselves. So let's jump into real estate. You started Manessa's real estate back in Reno, Nevada, correct? Well, it started in Reno, uh, just with my wife. And at that point, it was just I was just in charge of doing all the lead generation and the marketing for her because that was my jam at that point. Uh, but that's where it started. And then I decided to join her when we moved to Dallas. Uh, like I said, my goal was... I was setting that goal for 2021, but it happened in 2020, you know, because we moved to Dallas in November of 2019. And uh, it was already part of the plan to do it together. But um, I think that's one of the blessings that I that we have from the pandemic that he really pushed me to focus in on this, uh, on the real estate, so we could build this stuff together. So that's where he started. 
I can imagine running a business with your spouse. I've talked to countless CEOs and founders in doing that. And it requires a certain type of mindset. Can you speak to mindset, especially during this pandemic, running real estate and running a men's skincare line and having your wife as your partner? How has that been? What have you learned? Well, it hasn't been easy, you know, like it's it's already hard to do life with someone else, right? That thinks different than you and and and, and have different have a different background, a different way of living, right? Uh, Immersing mm -hmm. that with your business is not an easy task, you know? It requires a lot of patient communication. Uh, we haven't been perfect on it, you know, but we try to work through it. And uh, it's been a lot of lessons, a lot of learning, a lot of growth, a lot of humility, you know, involved. And really, really understanding that um, boundaries, you know, understanding that we need to set yeah. boundaries, because uh, especially what happened since 2020, right, where now you're stuck at home, you have you have to work from home and, and do everything from home. And mm -hmm. um, it, it, it was hard at the beginning, you know, it's always been hard. But, you know, man, I think at the end of the day, um, somebody mentioned this a couple of weeks ago in a mastermind, uh, we, in a conversation we were having, like, that he, this person is also doing life and business with his wife. And it's like, at the end of the day, like, you made an agreement to this person to do life together, right? So why do you got to have this mentality of like, oh, I need my space and all this stuff? Like, yeah, we all need our space. We give our space to each other. You know, she goes do her stuff with her girlfriends. I do my stuff by myself sometimes because I, I sometimes I enjoy time alone or I go with my friends or I, I go to different stuff. Like, we definitely do that stuff. But at the end of the day, while we're not going to be involved together in 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 something that we're building not only for us, for but for our legacy, you know, for the future generations that are going to, come from us so why we're we not going to do this together why we're we not going to involve in this why i gotta separate things when at the end of the day it belongs to both of us you know so i think at the end of the day it's just having the um the maturity and 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 the willingness to really just set those boundaries and 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 work on communication and and give our best you know like we have to be 100% involved in, on this. It's not 50-50. So, again, it's a, it's, a, it's a lot of learning. You know, it hasn't been easy, but we just continue to learn and we continue to grow. And that's why we invest very hardly, very heavily in ourselves and masterminds and being surrounded with the right people that can guide us and show us how to do this thing, you know? You made some good points, Pedro. Uh, being married is one thing. And then being in a partnership with your spouse or partner and, and for business is another. Um, so kudos to you for being able to navigate that and having the, the right mindset so that you can, you know, sustain the business as well as go through the trials and tribulations of marriage. It's, 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 it's not an easy task. In terms of real estate, do you think it's a good time for new entrepreneurs or I'm mean, not saying new, is it a good time for entrepreneurs to enter into real estate um, during this commercial time? I mean, we're going through a pandemic and now there's monkeypox. <laughs> what, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, you know, I always, every time somebody asks me that, I always, I always use these phrases. The best, the best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago and the second best time to plant a tree is today. You know, I think um, if you really pay attention to what's going on, yeah, it's crazy, you know. Uh, I know at some point it's scary, 
But if you look, if you look throughout history, the people that be, have become very wealthy usually is during times like this, you know, mm-hmm. because there's an opportunity and there's an opportunity that um, the ones who are willing to do the work are the ones who win and become wealthy during these crazy times, you know? Mm-hmm. So the way I see it is this is a great time, actually, I believe to be in real estate or any other industry people is trying to get in because you know what happens is that 99% of the people are scared and they're going to back down and they're going to wait until, oh, let's see what happened next. And they're not going to take action. And there's only that 1% mm-hmm. of people who goes all in and take action. And those are the people who take over the marketplace, make the money and and, and become wealthy. So, but I think you need to have a very, very unique set of skills. Um, but most importantly, you have to have a very unique mindset to understand that it's not going to be easy. You know, it's going to be harder than being in a normal market. But I think the opportunity is there. I see uh, we already start to see a lot of people in real estate just stepping back, getting out of the industry because they think this is not a good time or like things are hard, like, like hey, it's never going to be easy, you know. So I think uh, I always call I've been calling this year a year of separation. Um, and the reason why I call it a year of separation is because we're going to see that big gap between the people that are willing to do the work and those who are just like, oh, you know what? I, I cannot do this anymore because it's going to still get, it's going to get harder. <laughs> you know, it's going to get darker yeah. before we see the light with all the crazy stuff that is going on right now in the country and the politics and in the world. Like, like these people are trying to screw us, you know, but you just, that's, that's why right now it's important that if you want to, if you want to get in real estate, <clears throat> do it. You know, there's, you don't, I mean, there's so many ways you can go, you can do real estate, you can do wholesaling, you can do flips, you you can like help invest, like being in, hey, there's so many ways you can go about this. You know, there's so many options. There's so many venues. People still going to need a place to live, you know, like if you have the means, like maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe you can invest in multifamilies and things like that. So there's always going to be a need for people to have a roof over their heads, regardless of what is going on, you know? So, uh, and we don't see, I don't see any signs of this, of the market slowing down, maybe a little bit, obviously, because interest rates are, are changing. Um, people are getting scared with the situation, inflation and all that stuff. But uh, again, I believe this is a great opportunity, you know, uh, but it's just only good for those that are brave enough to embrace what's coming. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah. I mean, during this pandemic, interest rates have dropped to an all-time low and they've been steadily climbing back up i mean it was like two percent yesterday now we're at three or four percent and lumber oh my god let's not talk about lumber lumber to build a home is like trying to buy gold to build your house you can't get it you can't get your hands on it the mill yards are not even able to kind of give you the rates that you want if you go directly to them and you bypass the contractor what has Manella's real estate been doing to kind of uh, keep itself ahead of the game, ahead of the issues? What have you guys been doing? Well, I mean, it's crazy, you know, because like I was telling you, it never slowed down. You know, even even um, I mean, that really is a, has affected the, the new construction market. You know, like that's where people are just. Um, really just being delayed to get their, their, their property finished. But, you know, even even like that, we saw a lot of people like right now, you can still not find anything. You know, if you try to get into a new construction, a new build, 
good luck. They're completely spaced out for the next eight or 10 months. There's a lot of this long waiting list of people. So um, one of the things that um, I'm telling you, it's just crazy because it, it's just hard to see how what, how it's working because it's just um, yeah. people still looking for these properties, you know, and, and and there's been there's been there there's been different situations to be honest with you too. Like there's some builders that have done the right thing. Uh, they have hold their word and, and and because here's the thing, right? People that was on their contract and they all these supply them uh, supply issues start happening, right? And, and prices start going up. Obviously, the cost of the property start going up too, right? So we mm-hmm. saw different situations where people were pushed out of their contracts, so these builders could just resell that property for even more. Right. Oh um, wow! How are yeah, they getting pushed out of their contracts? They were just canceling the contracts. You know, like yeah. it was it was a really weird situation. There's other builders that they're holding their they hold their word, you know, and they they follow through the contract and they honor the contract. But it's just it's just every every situation is different. You know, there's no like one situation fit everybody in this market. It's been different for everybody. You know. Like there's people that have paid over a hundred thousand dollars over asking price. There are people that we got get them into the house um, for the asking price, you know. So it's just different situation. It's just it's just it's nothing. You you cannot set up like specific standard of what's going on because every situation is different. Every buyer is different. Everybody has different uh, buying power. Every seller has are looking for different. Um, um, opportunities but right now one of the things that we're definitely seeing is that um, sellers are losing that power of like demanding as much as they want you know because of the interest rate going up some prices are, are going down a little bit so they're losing that power which is which is good you know because it, it was hard to deal with some sellers you know like they wanted like more money that they were asking but it was just hard to navigate <clears throat> honestly it's crazy that you even mentioned that because I, you know, our company had clients that would go in, purchase a house, put in their bid. For example, the house is 200,000, put in a bid for 220, thinking that, yeah, we're gonna get this. And then somebody would come in and sweep the house away for 300,000. Who on earth is putting an extra 100K? An extra 100K. To do that means that you have no care for the appraisal value and being upside down when you start to purchase your house. I mean, it's it's simply crazy. I, I don't. I wouldn't even do that even if I had a billion dollars. I don't even understand why people are even doing that. But there were like, there were a lot of sellers, like people from California and New York, all these places that they were waiving the appraisals. You know, so they will put an offer for eighty thousand dollars over asking price. Their house appraiser for one thirty, they will pay the difference, you know, cash. It's crazy to think that that's the times that we're in. But in terms of products and services, what do you offer through Manessa's Real Estate? So we work with buyers and sellers, um, residential home buyers and sellers. And right now, we've been working also with a lot of investors, like I mentioned, uh, looking into buy uh, short-term rentals or Airbnbs since um, it's been a very, very hot market, especially here in the DFW, um, is growing. You know, it's an industry, it's a space that is growing really fast. And uh, right now we are also about to launch, hopefully in the next two months or three months, we are launching our other, a new company that is an Airbnb management company. 
So we pretty much will be offering the property management for Airbnbs, but we also put in some packages together for investors where we can help you find the right property. Take you from the very beginning to the end, right? Like help you find the right property or the investment property, help you buy the property. First is the entire property. We have like different packages. Like we can like, obviously a zero investment, like this is how we can furnish your property. This is how we can set it out for Airbnb. And then we manage the entire thing for you. What spurred your change to go from a macro level of service to a micro level of service? Well, um, to be honest with you, the thing is you start getting more experience, you start narrowing down um, who you want to serve, you know, because I think at the beginning, especially in real estate, you want to sell to everybody. Right. And I think that's a mistake that a lot of people make. Um, we did it not as bad as other people, but I think something very important regardless of your industry is that you have to get clear on who's your perfect, who's your perfect customer. Right. And uh, at the beginning we define who was our perfect buyers and sellers for residential real estate. Right. And what prices we were looking at and all that stuff. But eventually we were, we started to realize that we were more capable to work with investors. You know, like we have that, that better connection with investors because it was easy for us to have a conversation about money, about numbers, about like how the market looks like, giving a whole projection of how much money they could make on, a, on an investment property. And all. it was more easy for us to have those type of conversation and it was more easy for us to even get them to close on the property, you know? So then we realized like, okay, we can work with buyers and sellers, right? But I think our main focus should be with investor because that's that's the type of audience we're good, we're good at, <laughs> you know? So yeah. that's how we've been uh, transitioning from working. I mean, we still work with buyers and sellers, but uh, we are focusing more on doing uh, the investment side because it's just easier for us to have those conversations, you know. With the changes in Airbnb laws, uh, limitations in certain cities and then full blown access in other cities, have you been have you been forced to change your business model for Manessa's real estate? Uh, well, there's going to be some challenges for sure, you know, um, because I know there's some counties here in Dallas. There's some cities that they are restricting that put in a lot of restrictions when it comes to uh, Airbnbs. But still, there's other areas that are hot. You know, they're they're not having any restrictions and all that stuff. But there's always have to be a way around. You know, that we entrepreneurs, we figure out we we'll always figure something out. But uh, especially, <laughs> but yeah, but, you know, in urban areas right now, uh, I was reading an article a couple of weeks ago. Um how Airbnb uh, occupancy is going down, but in vacation properties, you know, like vacation areas is like going down, but in uh, urban areas is going, it's getting, it's going, it's going up extremely fast, you know? And I'm assuming it's because first of all, there's a lot of people, especially in urban areas like Dallas, right? There's a lot of people moving here from California and all those places, right? Uh, I know there's a lot of people that they're moving and they're still waiting for a couple of months for their home to be ready, you know, because they're still finishing their houses mm -hmm. or they're moving here and they haven't been able to find a property or there's so much movement. The, the, the economy here in Dallas is just, it, it, it doesn't stop, you know, and there's always something happening. There's a lot of events. There's a lot of um, business related things happening around. So I think that keeps this area super busy, you know, and you continue to be busy and I think more people are moving their events and, and conventions and st stuff like that to this area. So um, it's not going to slow down. Definitely. After being now in Dallas for some time, 
and kind of understanding the market for both businesses, do you feel the need or do you feel compelled to kind of open up a second branch, whether it's for um, Manessa's Real Estate back in Reno, Nevada? Not really. You know, I think he will be a distraction. Um, our main focus is here. You know, uh, even though the market there is crazy too, like people are paying insane amount of money for really old houses. I don't even know they're ugly houses anyway. <laughs> I don't know how people pay for that, but uh, I, I don't think it will be smart at this point, uh, which is why, um, because with the Airbnb management company, we are starting here in Dallas. We have people already all over the, like in different states too, like, hey, I'm going to probably need that. It's like, okay, cool, slow down, but we're starting here first, you know? Uh, because it's a lot of responsibility to um, having to manage people's money and people's properties, right? People's assets. So we already have a lot of people that they want to, they want us to take care of their property, but we are going very, very slow. And I think the same applies for real estate. You know, um, we this is our focus right now, and this is the area that we need to monetize. Trying to cover so much you get so little, you know, like you have to get what you have to focus on your main thing and you have to go all in on that because if you try to put your focus on so many things, then you're not going to get nothing done. So yeah, I, I don't think we, we, we're going back to the market. I totally understand. I mean, as entrepreneurs, we need to learn to focus. It's really hard when you have so many great ideas and you want to realize them all, but you, you really, you have, you can only wear one hat. You got one head. <laughs> Anyways, Pedro, Thank you for coming on Rich Friday's podcast. It was a pleasure to have you. And to all our guests, if you haven't hit that subscribe button, hit it right now. We're here every Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday on Rich Friday's podcast and all your favorite platforms. You can go visit us on richfridays.com. And again, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. We'll see you next week.